Welcome to the Quartering Podcast for Wednesday, the 14th of December. First up, Elon Musk destroys Dr. Fauci with new Twitter documents, teases massive new drop about collusion. Elon Musk just tweeted out what some of us were suspecting was coming, and it looks like we are about to get a treasure trove of potential communications between Dr. Anthony Fauci and Twitter, perhaps about specific bans, perhaps in relation to some brand new Twitter files that were dropped, not by Barry Weiss, but by another independent reporter that we're going to get into right now. Hey, I appreciate everyone's support. appreciate you all leaving likes on the video. And I greatly appreciate all my new and existing subscribers. If you haven't subscribed yet, please do leave a link. Uh, uh, click the button in the description below. If you haven't yet, I just uploaded a behind the scenes video to my locals page. Uh, obviously, it's, it's free to watch. It's not paywalled. But I try to upload like little special tidbits to my locals. It's the quartering.locals.com. I'll leave it pinned in the comment below. If you haven't yet, please do follow me over there. Um, it's how you get all the best notifications about like uh, what's going on with live streams. You'll actually get notified when I go live. I get to go work around the stupid YouTube notification system. It takes a second. So please do follow me there. Now, interestingly, Elon Musk tweeted this a few days ago. Obviously, my pronouns are prosecute Fauci. And I suggested that at that time, perhaps he had seen something. He had seen some stuff. Then uh, the same day, Hodge Twins replied, let me guess, you found messages between Twitter executives and our government, Fauci and team, pushing for censorship of anyone that didn't go along with the narrative on the coup. And then today at 5 a.m., Elon Musk replied, with affirmative. This is huge. Another clear violation of our First Amendment rights. And there's even more. I don't understand why people keep like, I, like too many people. This is why I'm so happy that you're sharing these videos out there. I see them. I see you sharing them on Facebook. I see you sharing them on Twitter and on Getter and um, True Social, stuff like that. People keep trying to act like this is a nothing burger. This would be, and we'll potentially find out later today. And if we get the drop around five o'clock, I'll go live. Yet another, you see this here. The uncovered stuff in the Twitter whistleblower report is much crazier than anything in the Twitter files, but, it go, but it's much less politically tribally salient. So it got no attention. Going to do a thread on some of the craziest things in no particular order. Twitter didn't monitor employee computers at all. It was not uncommon for employees to ins install spyware on work devices. Elon replies just a few hours ago. Wow. Then brand new Twitter files here. America first legal. I believe they're the ones they've got like a class action or something. <clears throat> I I've run into them before. Breaking. Following the Twitter files, AFL, that's America first legal, has obtained new documents uncovering a secret Twitter portal U.S. government officials used to censor dissenting coof views and violate the first amendment follow along for the disturbing findings from the 500 page release now we knew about this like dhs you know portal at the time but apparently elon either didn't or hadn't commented on it i think the timing of these comments this comment coming just a few hours after confirming that there would be some spice coming out on the old Fouchster. If you look at the thread, the actual thread, 
extremely concerning. Let's see. In August of 2021, the head of Google's news lab for the Asia-Pacific region, APAC region, sorry, emailed CDC strategists to invite her to APAC's trust, Trusted Media Summit. Their poke confidence strategist then emailed the event planner for Google's APAC Trusted Media Summit, noting her excitement over being invited to what she referred to as the coolest misinformation fighting speakeasy. The same CDC employee was then invited to the summit to give a keynote addressing how the CDC was working with the WHO and other international organizations to address a so-called infodemic and using social inoculation to mitigate it. Censorship. On May 10th, a Twitter employee recommended to a CDC official to enroll in Twitter's partner support portal, which he described as the best way to get a spreadsheet like this reviewed. Meaning, again, a direct pipeline for government agencies to infringe on its citizens' First Amendment rights. Now, I know I have viewers all over the world, but I have viewers all over the world, but in the United States particularly, this is a major crime. Also, again, I suspect we're going to get the the coup files later today. Facebook brags in a slide deck, quote, we, we remove claims about the existence or severity of the coup, including claims that it's no more dangerous than this or that. Facebook uses incredibly vague and nebulous standards to judge information. In its, quote, widely debunked poke hoaxes section, Facebook claims that uh, any kind of natural immunity is safer than the poke, despite knowledge that the poke did not prevent transmission and which we now know According to them, according to this tweet, I'm not saying it, more people who are poked are passing than unpoked. That may be some recent data. I doubt that was the case at the time. In the beginning, I mean. Facebook boasts of removing over 16 million posts on Facebook and Instagram, including 2 million between February and May. And then they put, then they talk about their lawsuit. And then Elon comes in extremely concerning. You have, I mean, and now you have Fauci kind of striking back, right? Fauci responds to Elon, Twitter is a cesspool of misinformation. Again, this is the misinformation TM, right? We don't really know what in the HE double hockey sticks they're talking about. Are you referring to something specific that's circulating around Twitter that is incorrect? Or are you referring to people's opinions, which they're allowed to have in this country? We saw this with, I believe it was Elton John, when Elton John quit Twitter last week, and he was like, M misinformation, right? Elon responded directly to him and said, what misinformation? Of course, he didn't reply. President Biden's chief medical advisor, NIH uh, loser Anthony Fauci, brushed aside criticism from Elon Musk, the new owner of Twitter, who has drawn widespread criticism with comments on policies on the platform. I don't pay attention to that, Fauci said during an appearance on MSNBC when asked about Musk. I mean, yeah, he has a big megaphone, but I mean, like, the Twitter sphere has really gone berserk lately. I thought you said you weren't paying attention to that. It's kind of become a cesspool of misinformation, but I thought you weren't paying attention. I thought you weren't paying attention. Musk on Sunday in a tweet called to prosecute Fauci, who has emerged as a target of right-wing outrage during the COOF lockdowns and whom congressional Republicans have teased an investigation of. He absolutely should be investigated. I, I mean, is anybody really disagreeing with that? I think it's in the best interest of the American people that we look back and we say, you know, were the right decisions made? Were, was 
Anthony Fauci making the the recommendations that were best? Was he being persuaded by Big Pharma? I'm not saying he was. I'm just saying, why can't we ask that question? This guy had control over the entire country, locked down businesses, destroyed lives, made people you know die alone. Of course, the White House offends him. Musk's attacks on Fauci are disgusting. Well, maybe it was. It would seem. It would seem that maybe there's something going on. You found messages again. I want to remind you, Hodge twins. Let me guess. You found messages between Twitter executives and our government, Fauci and team, pushing for censorship of anyone who did not go along with their narrative on the cove. Coof. Now, what we need to know is, you know, I I would be willing to bet a large sum of money that it was not Anthony Fauci writing these emails. I think that we all know that we're not going to get that juicy stuff. But was it Congress people? Was it our president? Was, you know, who was it exactly telling Twitter? Were they using, were they targeting specific tweets or, or users? Because we had obviously Dr. Robert Malone, for example, ban off the platform, even though he has a wealth of knowledge. Um, and, and was that, did that come down from the Biden administration? You know, and I think we saw those particular receipts when it came to Trump, where we had the FBI, you know, directly saying, well, what about these tweets? We had um, Arizona, was a secretary of state, pointing out individual users saying, what about these tweets? And Twitter silencing them, blocking them, banning them from the platform. Are there similar examples about people who are talking about the coof, doctors who are talking about the coof? I'd be willing to bet that there is. And again, we'll find out in, in today's Twitter files, I assume, but that would be yet another bombshell. Uh, all this ammunition that's being garnered is going to make a change. I am certain of it. And next up today, Jack Dorsey just admitted it all. Comes out in support of Elon Musk and Twitter. Well, 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 well. It looks like old Jack Dorsey has emerged from his hole uh, to... Uh, chime in on the Twitter files, which is, if you're saying like, you worked there, bro, you're with the rest of us. Most people who have seen these replies are like, what are you talking about? You have literally no right to share any opinion about the Twitter files of what you would have done or what should, who should have done it because you are the dude. Like you are the dude in charge. I don't even understand. I don't understand how like, out of your own mind, you have to be to put out this this thread. But it's happening. It it it's here. It's it's happening. There's a lot of conversation, Jack says, around the Twitter files. Here's my take and thoughts on how to fix the issues identified. Why didn't you fix them while you were the CEO, Jack Dorsey? I'll start with the principles I've come to believe based on everything I've learned and experienced in my past actions as. Twitter co-founder and lead. You mean CEO? Yeah. Okay. One, social media must be resilient to corporate and government control. How come you didn't do, how come you didn't, this is going to be, oh, I can already tell this is going to enrage me so much. Bro, why didn't you do, why didn't you control that when you were the guy in charge? Two, only the original author may remove content they produce. Big agree. Also, why did you do that at Twitter? Three, moderation is best implemented by algorithmic choice. 
Probably true. Uh, I didn't want to edit everything down to 280 character chunks, so here's the rest. And he shares out a getreview.co newsletter. I think it's hilarious that, by the way, he's also working on a new social media called Blue Sky, I think. Is, is, is Blue Sky going to be a free speech uh, alternative to Twitter? Excellent write-up write with the problems and solutions. Excited to see this and public domain. This says, Damus, the iOS client for Noster is pretty interesting. Talking about that, don't care. Let's look at some of the replies before we look at his speech. Are you clueless or what? Sword and scale. You had your chance to fix it. You had many chances over many years. Quit pretending like you weren't the problem all along. Tony Biante, are you aware that you were the CEO of this company at a point? Ron Baslin, are you aware controlling 2% of the shares means you don't control the company? Wait, yes. I mean, he was the CEO though. Vince Langman, you either had no idea of what was going on at the company you, you ran or you're high as a kite 24-7 or you lied under oath. Not, which, not sure which one's worse. Respectfully, you can't leave captain of a sinking ship and then tell the new captain how to sail. That's a good, good, good way to put it. Not a good look, Jack. People bringing up his video of uh, lying in front of Congress. Mr. Dorsey, welcome. Thanks for being here. Uh, I want to read a few quotes about Twitter's practices, and I just want you to tell me if they're true or not. Uh, social media is being rigged to censor conservatives. Is that true of Twitter? No. Of course it was. The former CEO of Twitter must have been out of town when the company he founded was violating the principles that he now says he believes in. Isn't that one of the craziest things? Jack Dorsey's out here talking about free speech and talking about all this stuff that he, that he uh, wants to support. Why didn't you do it when you were running Twitter? Seems pretty curious to me. Where were all these thoughts on how to fix these issues years ago? Why are you prattling on about fixing Twitter now that you're on the sideline, but when you're in the position to actually do something about political bias and then the shenanigans going on, you lied and pretended like it wasn't happening. Spare us your bright ideas. I, I don't even understand. Didn't you perjure yourself in front of Congress? That's a good principle to have. Yeah, I mean, I don't... Then why didn't you do all this? This is like everyone's having the same reaction. I'm like, are you kidding me? You ran it, dude. There's literally no one else better fit to, to have implemented these things. Now I'm supposed to believe. He goes on, the Twitter, the, the Twitter that I led, and it was the Twitter of when I led it, and the Twitter of today do not meet any of these principles. This is my fault alone as I completely gave up pushing for them when an activist entered our when an activist entered our stock in 2020. I no longer had hope of achieving any of it as a public company. With no defense mechanism, lack of dual class shares, key being one, I planned my exit at the moment knowing I was no longer right for the company. So he sat there for years, didn't pass off the leadership, held, you know, didn't fight for his own company after going public is essentially what he's saying. That does happen. The biggest mistake I made was continuing to invest in building tools for us to manage the public conversation versus building tools for the people using Twitter to easily manage it for themselves. The bur this burdened the company with too much power and it was opened to significant outside pressure such as advertising budgets. I generally think that the companies have become far too powerful and that, that became completely clear to me with our suspension of Trump's account. 
As I've said before, we did the right thing for the public company business at the time, but the wrong thing for the internet and society. Bro, and this is so crazy to me. How am I supposed to believe you, bro? How am I supposed to believe any of this? He did tweet out on January 14th, I do not celebrate or feel pride in our having to ban Donald Trump, our having to ban Donald Trump from Twitter or how we got here. After a clear warning, we'd take this action. We made a decision with the best information we had based on the uh, potential threats. Was this correct? No, of course it wasn't correct. Everyone knows, and now we know your own employees told you it wasn't correct. I continue to believe that there was no ill intent or hidden agendas. Well, you weren't watching because the whole world knows there was. And everyone acted according to the best information we had at the time. Again, we now know. So either he wasn't a part of these conversations, which it certainly looked like he was. A am I supposed to believe that Jack Dorsey didn't read his own Slack conversations where his own employees were saying there were no violations, no real reason to ban him, but they did it anyway? Of course, there were mistakes made. But if we had focused more on the tools of people using the service rather than the tools for us and moved much faster towards absolute transparency... We wouldn't have been in the situation of needing a fresh reset, which I'm supportive of. Again, I own all this and our actions, and all I can do is work to make it right. Well, all you, I mean, it's interesting that you would take credit for all this stuff. I'm sure that some people looking for lawsuits might do that, might be interested in this omission, admission. Of course, governments, principles of course, governments want to shape and control the public. Of course, governments want to shape and control the public conversation. And will use every method at their disposal to do so, including the media. And the power and the power a corporation wields to do the same is only growing. It's critical that people have tools to resist this, and that these tools are ultimately owned by the people. Allowing a government or few corporations to own the public conversation is a path towards centralized control. Again, nobody was in a better position for years to stop this. I'm a strong believer that. Any content produced by somebody for the internet should be permit permanent until the original author chooses to delete it. Again, Twitter deleted thousands, millions of tweets a week. Content takedowns and suspensions should not be possible. Doing so complicates important context, learning of enforcement, and illegal activity. There are significant issues with this stance, of course, but stating this with principle will allow for a far better solution than we have today. The internet is trending towards a world where storage is free and infinite, which places all the actual value on how to discover and see the content. I mean, maybe all he's doing this, all he's doing here is he's literally shilling to people for blue sky because when he finishes this up, I do still wish for Twitter and every company to become uncomfortably transparent in all their actions. And I wish I was forced more of that years ago. I do believe absolute transparency builds trust. As for the files, I wish they were released wiki style with many more eyes and interpretations to consider. And along with that, commitments of transparency for present and future actions. I'm hopeful this will happen. There's nothing to hide, only a lot to learn from. Oh, there's plenty to hide. The government probably doesn't want this. The current attacks of my former colleagues could be dangerous and doesn't solve anything. If you want to blame directed at me and my actions and lack thereof. As for the free and open social media protocol goes, there are many competing projects. Blue Sky is one with the AT protocol, Mastodon another, Matrix yet another, and there will be many more. One will have a chance at becoming a standard like HTTP or SMTP. This isn't about decentralized Twitter. This is focused and urgent push for a foundational core technology standard to make social media a native part of the internet. 
I believe it's critical to both Twitter's future and the public conversation's ability to truly serve the people. Wow. All that. So yeah, I should have done all this stuff. I should have done all this stuff, but you should definitely follow Blue Sky. Are you kidding me? Get out of here, Jack. And next up today, Amazon fires all male directors from Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power. Some breaking news from the set of The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power, The Ring-a-Ling-a-Ding-Dong, Galadriel, Galadriel, boring, 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 she, strong, independent, whammon, who don't need no man, series, season one. Very disappointing for fans of Lord of the Rings. It was basically a product to consume. It wasn't a product that people got excited about. It was a product that everyone gathered weekly to laugh at just how disastrous it was. Now, it would be ignorant. It would be unfair to deny that certainly millions of people did watch the show. The thing is, they didn't stay watching the show. And the overall Rotten Tomato scores is were embarrassing. And now they made a really big move on set to fix it. It's all fixed. Everything's fixed. You want to know how they did it? Well, they fired all the men. I'm not kidding. Here we have Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power. <clears throat> getting an 85% from critics because, of course, it features a strong, independent women who don't need no man. Uh, but the fans largely hated it. I mean, really, really hated it. 39%. Uh, and... Um, the viewership, we actually saw finally, as the seasons wear on, House of the Dragon nearly doubles Rings of Power viewership after season one finale. Absolutely embarrassing. Now, just to show you how, just how bad it was, the show's basically started at the same overall viewership, and by the time the show ended, everyone had tuned out. The, I mean, well, half of the people that started it, because... HBO's House of the Dragon just was much better. It broke all kinds of viewership and streaming records, Throughout its first season, it delivered the most watched premiere ever on a premium network and had massive streaming numbers on HBO Max each and every week. The show has continued the Game of Thrones tradition of huge ratings that trend continued through season one finale. In fact, in the week after the finale, House of the Dragon viewership nearly doubled that of fellow blockbuster series Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power. Is it a blockbuster if it's half the viewership of the next one? On Thursday, Nielsen shared its streaming data for the last week, finally, October 17th through the 23rd. And the final day of that time frame was the day the House of the Dragon finale premiered on HBO and HBO Max. So its first several hours of viewership were part of the week's count. The finale was enough to lift House of the Dragon to more than 1 billion minutes streamed over the course of the week. In that same time span, Amazon's Rings of Power uh, did much worse with just 570 million minutes. This is a show that started with nearly 2 billion. This is a massive, 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 massive drop-off. And of course, we know also award season came around and it received zero, that is not one, not two, not three, not four, zero Golden Globe nominations, while Better Call Saul, The Crown, House of the Dragon, Ozark, and Severance all received uh, nominations there. Emma D'Arcy, was nominated for Actress of the Year. I wonder if she's, uh, or Best TV Actress. I wonder if she's offended by that. Um, and I don't know if Best Actor had anything. It looks like nothing in there. But I mean, several nominations for House of the Dragon. Uh, but now, apparently, it's all fixed. Thankfully, we can all sigh a season, or a sigh of relief. Rings of the Power Season 2, all female direction announced. Woo! 
leave a like on this video right now if you agree that the show is completely saved. Subscribe right now if you also agree that the world might be saved. I don't even understand why this is a news topic. You know, what's between your legs does not indicate whether or not you'd be a good director. It might indicate whether or not you'd be good at carrying a child, but that's about it. The Lord of the Rings Rings of Power sets all female directing team reveals episode count for season two. The upcoming second season of Amazon Studios, The Lord of the Rings Rings of Power, which is currently in production in the UK, will be directed by Charlotte Brandstrom, who is coming back after helming two episodes in season one, as well as Sana Hamri and Louise Hooper, who are new to the franchise. The episode, the announcement also indirectly confirmed that season two will consist of the same number of episodes in season one, eight. In season one, Branstrom was the only female director. In season two, she's leading an all-female direction team. All new cabinets. I mean, I, I don't even... So what? Are they any good? Like, are they any good at their job? I, I feel like that's probably more important than, you know, again, what's between their legs. I, I just don't understand. Branson, who directed episodes 106, uh, episode six, which features season one's big battle scene in Mount Doom eruption and 107, the eye, which chronicled its aftermath will be directing four episodes and will also serve as co-executive producer this season. She's taking over the lead director position from Wayne Che Yip, who directed four episodes, including the finale and co-executive produced season one. Yip and Brandstrom took over from A.J.A. Bayona, who directed the opening two episodes of the Fantasy Saga, who, which were boring as all get out, and served as an executive producer. Development. By J.D. Payne and Patrick McKay, Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power is set in the second age of Middle-earth, thousands before, blah, blah, blah. Per Amazon, the first season of the Rings of Power had been viewed by more than 100 million people worldwide with more than 24 billion minutes streamed. 100 million viewers, pretty good. Pretty good. But what did it end with? You know, was 50 million of those in the first two weeks? The series drew more than 25 million global viewers its first day. Oh, there you go. That's what I'm saying, right? So 25 on the very first day. And then for the next seven weeks, a total of 75. I know it seems like I'm diminishing it, but if you actually look at it as a percentage, that's bad. That means it was trending way down. And we saw that it was trending half of where House of the Dragon was. A show isn't supposed to start at the top and then slowly drip down to less and less and less each week. Season two of the series is produced by showrunners and executive producers, Payne and McKay, Lindsay Weber, Callum Green, a lot of, a lot of people also executive produced, co-executive produced by Brandstrom producers, Katie, Kate Hazel and Helen Shang co-produced. Don't care. Branson recently finished directing the pilot for Netflix, Sweden titled the unlikely murder and her TV directing credits include the outsider for HBO Jupiter's Legacy, The Witcher, and Away for Netflix, The Man in the High Castle for Prime Video, and Outlander for Counterpart, Out, Outlander and Counterpart for Stars. At least experience there, right? Branstrom also directed two European limited series, Conspiracy of Silence, and I don't really know, I'm not in Europe, and has also directed over 30 feature films, miniseries, and movies of the week. She's an International Emmy Award nominee for Julie Chevalier de Maupin. 
Don't know. Never saw it. Um, I think it's pretty interesting um, that th they're going to go with this. Like, they're going to go with the, let's just put more women in because that'll get headlines. Now, maybe, maybe they're great for the job. I don't know. Certainly, there needed to be changes made. I think we would all agree that with that, right? Um, now, are they hiring women because they're women? Or are they hiring them because they're any good? I don't know. I'm not familiar with their catalogs. You probably will be in the comments. Um, but we all know like how Disney does it, right? They hire uh, women. They say, oh, it's a first women, female of co person of color directing Captain Marvel. Ava DuVernay, who's directed literally one film at that point. Um, and then, really, they don't do anything. Marvel films direct themselves. Uh, there's a rare occasion where the director seems to have their fingerprints all over it, and it usually ends up poorly. For example, with the Thor movies. Now, I like Taika Waititi's Jojo Rabbit. I liked his work on What We Do in the Shadows. I even liked Thor Ragnarok. But the latest Thor was second worst Thor ever? Um... And she just didn't seem like he cared. And I think that Lord of the Rings, I mean, I think it's good that they're making some changes um, in direction. But it seems like, you know what? It seems like there's just too many dang cooks in the kitchen. That's what it seems like to me. It seems like, you know, you've got a zillion executive producers and co-directors and co-producers and all this kind of stuff. Um, and nobody knows what the heck they're doing. Um, you know, all female direction. Great. Okay. Is the show going to be any better? A woman directed a bunch of episodes last year and they weren't very good. None of the episodes were good. You know, I feel like they should probably bring in some people familiar with the, the source material. We'll have to find out more about these, but, uh, yeah, not exactly thinking that this is the best move ever, not just because they're women, but relying on that as a means for, for me to be entertained for me to think things are going to get better i just don't know and last up today elon musk wins again woke washington post loses half a million subscribers and starts massive layoffs you know how like many of the articles we dunk on here on this channel are dunking on articles from the washington post mark dice calls it the washington compost and i think that's being pretty i don't know generous we know that mainstream press nowadays essentially is just an extension of the Democratic Party, the part of the machine. They're supposed to be reporting on them, but they don't. They carry water for them. They don't speak truth to power. They write articles about how if Americans don't want to do, if they don't want to get the jab, that they're literally the bad guy from WW2. They're the ones that told you that if you don't lock down and you don't you know, close down your local businesses that you're killing grandma. All of these things came from outlets like the Washington Post. And today it was revealed that in the last year alone, they lost 500,000 paying subscribers and there will be layoffs as a result. Get woke, go broke. It's been a while since I got to do that, right? The Washington Post does not publish news. They publish propaganda. This is an irrefutable fact. Just look at their website or look at their Twitter. This is a this is a company that went out of their way to tell people to disable ads on Twitter because they didn't like Elon Musk. And, and by the way, you know who owns the Washington Post? Jeff Bezos. You know why he bought it? 
is so that they could write endless hit pieces about Elon Musk. That's what the Washington Post does. All they do is write hit piece after hit piece after hit piece after hit piece after hit piece about Elon Musk or Tesla. Well, here's a meeting that went today, an all-employee town hall, uh, a little bit of a clip where <clears throat> it was revealed that bad a bad moon was arising. By the way, look at all the people inside here still wearing masks. I'm not exactly sure what that means. Protect people's jobs is like one of the most ridiculous entitled things on the planet. You don't get your job protected. You earn your keep or you're on the street. I mean, what we're seeing across the entire landscape right now, across tech, which was, I, I, some say it's bigger than the dot-com bubble burst in 2008. A massive Facebook laid, laid, laying off tens of thousands of people. Twitter laying off thousands of people. Stripe laying off thousands of people. Patreon laying, laying off people. All of these huge institutions from Silicon Valley that have been printing money and running adult daycares, it's over. I mean, this is just so delicious to me. I don't care. Like, I don't care. There's a lot of people out there who, who will say, take the high ground, you know, don't celebrate people. I don't care. These journalists are the worst. They are an elitist class. They are a tool for oppression. They hate you. Taylor Lorenz works for the Washington Post. You know what she thinks about you. I hope she's one of the first that gets laid off. I don't care if these people are unemployed. They can learn to code. They can go learn how to um, look at Amazon and Target are hiring at amazingly high rates right now. A local, my local Target DC is paying $27 an hour plus starting day one with health insurance. That's a great job. You're actually helping. These people are not journalists. They are propagandists. And I take great joy in their pain. Don't care. Don't care. Don't care. Won't care. Can't care. Screw the Washington Post. Rest in piss. Don't care. Never been happier. They won't be able to lose enough customers. And it's a rod of their own making. Sticks hex and hammer. Ha 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 ha. WAPO managed to write many articles this year that almost demand you unsubscribe, like this trash from the Washington Post. As Roe v. Wade repeal looms, video game industry stays mostly silent. What? What? WAPO's role in f promoting fraudulent Russian collusion uh, narratives must not be forgotten. Remember the opinion pieces WAPO promoted as, quote, analysis? which said Trump changed the GOP platform to help Putin made no sense. The platform was the same as Obama's, but FBI cited it in a FISA warrant. How about Matthew Cash? Maybe if you actually reported the news, this wouldn't be happening. I mean, like, it's, it's just like, you know, Michael Quinn, this is awesome. The more left-wing propagandists who lose their job, the better off America will be. These whiners should go learn to mine coal or drill for oil. Wait, but Elon Musk is the bad guy for cutting jobs, not the Washington Post. Sorry, the dogs are my, I don't know if you can hear them, but they're whining at the door because there's some furniture being delivered. Data race are hitting them. Hey, Ruby. Data race are hitting them with the get woke, go broke. Here's Gummy Bear saying, I was one of the 500,000 that canceled their subscription to the Washington Post. Many reasons 
with this tweet advising their Twitter followers to turn off Twitter ads after Elon Musk turn o- tur- took over was one of the final straws. Journalists who gleefully said learn to code to coal workers are dismayed when their concerns about employment are casually brushed aside. That's exactly right. They did tell the coal workers democracy dies in unemployment. Mays says they need Trump back. Oh, yeah, they absolutely do. You know, I think that it's it's like ultimately <laughs> here, less than zero karma can take its sweet time. It often comes around sooner than later when woke finally makes you broke. I mean, all you see this. Get some free tacos. Here's some from the uh, Press Club DC. Dear journalists, we know some of you have been laid off and that in the past few weeks, and it sucks. And we would like to buy you a drink and let you gather in a spot with people who understand. You're invited to National Press Club Friday for Taco Night. By the way, Taco Night should be Tuesdays. Any idiot knows that. They can always learn to code a thousand. I mean, this is what the Washington Post said, right? Everyone's throwing it back in their face. At the end of the video, you seem to be disrespecting Lady, worry about how you're gonna go, how you're gonna parlay your journalism degree into a job because every other person in that room is no longer a colleague but a competitor for whatever few jobs are out there. When journalists get their first taste of economics, there are I mean there there is like you know totally shocked. Border Patrol is taking applications. Um, it, it's just it's amazing. I, these people like completely. Philip, I bet you they wrote a dozen articles about Elon banning the the private jet guy. You know, if you look at the Washington Post, I mean, they don't make news. Here, Benny Johnson says, Washington Post CEO just announced massive layoffs as a publication hemorrhages subscribers. 500,000 lost this year alone. Listen to the screaming of DNC activists masquerading as reporters as they learn their derivative hive-minded herd animal throne sniffing loses money. From Benny Johnson. Shout out to Benny Johnson. Jesse Kelly. It's difficult to find a more despicable news organization than the Washington Post. Don't shed a tear for them, not one. Here's them writing an, uh, who did an obituary for a Terry. Everyone remember that? I remember that. How about uh, Eliza Blue? Hey, Jeff Bezos. My name is Eliza, and I'm a survivor advocate for those by affected by trafficking. I'm also a survivor. Why did the Washington Post attack me for trying to help Elon Musk? Oopsies. As I mentioned two weeks ago, media companies will be contracting 20 to 50% in the coming weeks. The mighty Washington Post announced Q1 layoffs as employees seem to have leaked the contentious video. The falling Washington Post is now announcing layoffs because people are tired of reading their garbage. Oh no, how could Elon Musk do this? I mean, it's, (coughs) it's amazing. I love it. I absolutely love it. I don't care that they're losing their job because I think that they are net negative to society. You show me a good Washington Post reporter, just one, okay, and I'll feel bad for them. But when they employ like cyber bullies like Taylor Lorenz, who docks and, and harass other women, um, you know, she's nearly 90 years old and she hasn't learned. I think that, you know, I, I hope that she's one of the first ones laid off. I doubt it because, you know, she probably still garners some interest for them. But like, of course he's going to refuse to take questions. Here's Carl Benjamin. Lord Bezos has seen the efficacy of Lord Musk and has decided to follow suit. Yeah, probably true. I mean, he's Jeff Bezos is probably like, man, Elon Musk cut like, you know, 70% of the staff and Twitter's been working just fine. In fact, in some cases, better than ever. 
So what is it? What do they want? You know, what, 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 this is exactly what happens in business. I couldn't be happier. Um, I hope that their layoffs are exclusively journalists and everyone else uh, uh, stays. Out. And hey, they can always start a sub stack, right? They can always try to do what we do, cover things, be authentic. But I don't think it's in them to be authentic. I don't think it's in them to be good at being humans. 